Good morning. Today we're going to talk about Galatians chapter 5. It says, I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So um, the moment we become a Christian, there are conflicting desires within each of us. Desires of the flesh versus the desires of the Spirit, which lasts to the end of our lives. It's a battle against our fleshly, um, selfish desires in order to obey the Spirit who tells us to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow Him. And there's an echo of Romans 7, 19. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Because it's the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, desires of the spirit against the flesh, for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want. But verse And verse 18, it says, But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. By the way, this verse means... Uh, when it says you are not under the law, it's just the Spirit's active presence in believers' lives, which shows that they are no longer under the pre-Christian system of having to atone for our sins, according to the ESV study Bible. Now, verse 19 talks about the works of the flesh. Um, it lists sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, etc. So what do we need to do? We need to, I first of all, identify the works of the flesh and name them for what they are. We like to sugarcoat our sins and name it in a softer way. and But then we need to admit it when convicted by the Word of God or when others point it out in truth so that we can repent of it and be forgiven. And it's important to do so because the world does not call these things sin. Only by the Spirit's leading do we recognize that these are sins. So like sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, drunkenness, orgies, indulging in body's desires. According to the world's mantra, it says, follow it. Follow your heart and stay true to yourself. And indulge yourself. Like when a man leaves his wife and children for another woman, that's, you know, that's because that's where his heart led him. So we need to call it for what it is, desires of the flesh that goes against the desires of the spirit. So let's look at the sins that are listed. Idolatry, turning to an idol to fulfill your desires and worship. And it can be religion or something in this world, anything that takes the place of God in our hearts. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, envy, sins against others, harboring evil, um, discontented, it comes from discontentedness and bitterness, carrying it out in a subtle or hostile way, comparing and hating someone better than us. All these sins, right? So these are verse, verse 21. It says, it's a warning. I warn you as I warned you before. And the warning is that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what does that mean? Um, ESV Study Bible again says, The present participle refers to those who make a practice of doing such things as a pattern of life. Their outward conduct indicates that their inward spiritual status is that they are not born of God, which means they do not have the Holy Spirit within and they're not God's children. So it's those who do it as a pattern of life, walking in it in darkness by not confessing and repenting of it. Because if you remember in 1 John 1, 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So um, it's we can commit these sins in our lives, yes, but we can be forgiven and cleansed. 
We can walk in the light of forgiveness of God because God does not hold our sins against us. But in the context of verse 19, it's more about those who are not repenting of it and therefore continuing in darkness. So this may indicate possibly the absence of the Spirit in their lives altogether. And I think it's fair to wonder about that. So it's important. It's a warning, right? It's warning for all of us Christians. It's important to examine ourselves to see how we are dealing with our sins and not be complacent or deluded, thinking that we are handling our sins well, okay. Right? So verse 22, there's a fruit of the Spirit. In contrast, it's the fruit of the Spirit, evidence of repentance and forgiven life. So how do we bear such fruit when we are so sinful? I think the key is verse 24, that we crucify the flesh with its desires and passions. And how do we crucify the flesh? By repenting, naming and repenting of our desires and obeying God. And because, you know, the process of crucifying that flesh by denying what we want, what we desire, what the flesh desires is hard. It's painful, but it's that crucifying experience and we obey God then we get these kinds of fruit of the Spirit. So, you know, how do you have love? I mean, for me, when I repent of my selfish desires, I become grateful for God's mercy, that He took my sins and forgives me. And I experience the love of God all over again and love Him back. And then I can look upon one another as forgiven sinners. And I can obey Him and do acts of love and love one another. And in um, and the character of joy, I know I've experienced that when I obey the command to give thanks in all circumstances and gain joy of salvation again. And I think we, it's much easier to do when we repent once again of our desires and recognize that most important thing in our lives is our eternal destiny, our salvation. Um, and likewise, peace, you know, becoming peacemakers, that agent of reconciliation first with ourselves and with others, as well as no longer needing to fight and fend for our rights. And so, and faithfulness, hanging on to God and his people when going gets tough, refusing to just walk away out of pride, but repenting and holding on and clinging and seeking the help that we need, humbling ourselves. And against such things, there is no such law. There is no law. So it's more important. It's more important than keeping rules because if you remember Psalm 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God are broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. That's what he, he is pleased with. So when we are broken and contrite before God, it's a chance to create a pattern of walking by the spirit versus walking in the pattern of the desires of our flesh.